Hey listener, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels scene by scene while going on tangents, debating social etiquette, and keeping our friendship strong. Make sure to check out our Patreon. I just did a virtual book club with some patrons, and talking about the Side Changeling series with them was both hilarious and soul-affirming. Thank you so much to everybody who made the time to come chat with us. We also have videos for these episodes, bonus content, gifts, and so much more. That's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast. Come join the party. This week, Aaron and I are back to chat all about a hockey loving office manager and her equally hockey loving billionaire boss. This is part one of Brooklyn Air by Serena Bowen. Here we go. Aaron, 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 it's Aaron, it's Aaron, it's Aaron, and Melody, hi! No, it was weird. <laughs> no, I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. We have so not is spoken Rooster. You can to each her. other. We spoke. We just haven't recorded. We haven't like done this, you know, like yeah. we haven't video chatted. Part of the reason I like recording is that you have to video chat with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've talked on the telephone. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the th- here's the thing. Here's why we've had a guest host and a re-release. Although I think it was very serendipitous. Yeah. The <laughs> I can't I'm sorry about Rooster. It literally happened the moment we started recording, she started barking her face off. I don't know what She's to do. She's excited about it. too. I get it, Rooster. Heaving bosoms is back. <laughs> So, okay, the reason this happened is I had a mental breakdown on the day we were supposed to record two weeks ago, and then you had a mental breakdown on the day we were supposed to record last week, Yeah, and now we're here, and okay, we're recording, we are, we might be, you know, hanging on by our fingernails, but bitches, we're here! But we're, we're at a level, we're at a mental health level where we can discuss a romance novel. That's like right. That, that really is the bare minimum, and we're here to do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's also because you've been, you've had to be doing crazy work things on all the weekends and like, you know. Yes, which has caused the it's mental part of health the mental breakdown. breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, it's very serendipitous, <laughs> is that because you got to talk to Make Out already, who are our friends. Yeah. And then also this Ice Planet thing TikTok. happened. TikTok. We got requests, I you assholes, to be like, please do. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Just, have you heard of them? Yeah, ma'am. <laughs> we have been done, Ice Planet barbarians, and so I think it's a good idea because people. Then we posted about the, how the fact that we had had been done, Ice Planet barbarians years ago, and then yeah, and then people in the comments were like, "Can't wait for the episode." And it's like, ma'am, you do not have to wait. You <laughs> it's so funny to listen. me. Podcast. I feel like TikTok yes. needs to find out about them. Yes. I've been I've TikTok, been sending them to everybody. Oh man. Oh my gosh. TikTok. I anyway. can't believe it. Usually they're on the cutting edge of everything to the point that I can't even navigate the app. It's, it's all these kids. It's all these yipper snappers I out know. there. 
these whippersnappers. Anyway, hey, speaking of whippersnappers, I was about to say this isn't what we said we were going to banter about. Do you want to know why I am actually like I'm actually excited about life in the world? This is that's why. Sure, yes, please tell me. <laughs> So we watched Raya and the Last Dragon the moment it was included without extra monies on Disney Plus. So very recently. And my daughter just went bananas over it. Like bananas. I mean, they say representation matters. But really, she like she fell in love with one of the characters, this badass bitch Namari, who's like sort of the villain the whole time, but she's totes not. And she comes around at the end. Anyway, she's been obsessed with Namari. And Namari has this like this like super edgy like side slash undercut situation happening. And for at least a week and a half, pushing two weeks, Valor has been asking me, begging me for a Namari haircut. She also needed a haircut anyway because it was getting so long. Like I hadn't cut it since birth. And so trying to brush the dead ends was like a constant exercise in obstinance and meltdowns. So she needed a haircut. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, you have bodily autonomy. You Mm -hmm. get to control your hair. And like, you know, if it was a two-time ask thing, I'd be like, fuck yourself. I'm not bringing out the clippers. But man, did she ask and ask and ask. So today I gave my two and a half year old this badass side cut um, I didn't go full undercut because, like, you know, it was a whole business. And I'm not a professional. And she's been so excited. We've only been able to refer to her as Namari. And in fact, oh. if I omit any name whatsoever, if I'm just like, if I just say pick up that thing, she'll go, Namari, pick up that thing. And I'm like, oh. yeah. I, okay. okay. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway, so she's, it's so cute. And it makes me really I've happy. I've seen pictures. It is legit cute. Yeah. And ju- just like her joy with it is so cute. So anyway, that's why I'm really excited about the world. Ember almost wanted a Noi haircut. And Noi is like the baby. And it bas- she basically has a pixie cut with like buns all over her head. I don't know how mm-hmm. it works. That's she, too complicated. She is a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Cartoons sometimes do things with hair that aren't feasible in in the real world right and so anyway he backed out at the last moment and only wanted a trim and i was like excellent this makes my life so much better yes you could probably still do the buns with his hair oh yeah i'm trying to talk him into the raya braids she's got these two braids on the top of her head and the rest of her hair is down and it's you have the skill to do that oh yeah of course i do oh i'm sorry i don't (laughs) mean to be an asshole (laughs) i don't know how to do it (laughs) yeah I can braid my own hair like that. Yeah. No, I can't. I spent a lot of time on school buses practicing. No, yeah. I didn't have um, female friends. <laughs> <laughs> until, <laughs> until like middle school. Yeah. Fair enough. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Erin, did you like book? I, yes. I liked book. Yeah, I liked book. Yeah. I'm book? really excited to talk Listen. about it. Hi. Good morning. Yeah. Book? Didn't have me from chapter one. No. I'll say that. <laughs> Pages one and two of book were real rough. <laughs> and I was I was poised to really hate book. And 
like so the, like the first <laughs> half of chapter one or so and then the ending as well oh yeah the me. ending's a mess so but the middle chunk of book i like real good yeah real good yes. and the device the flashback device that the author uses i loved i mostly loved man i loved it and i can't wait to talk about it because there's a yes. couple of things about it but okay tell me okay so first of all this is brooklyn air by yes. serena Bo- bowen yeah serena bowen sorry i was trying to say browen for some reason that's not her name. that is strange yeah. Uh, also, in the moment that your brain shorted out, so did yeah. my Kindle. And it said, connect to a power source. But it has 91% battery. So Kindle. we'll see what happens here. Figure yourself out. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we've got Nate and Rebecca. Rebecca. Becca. Bex. Uh-huh. That's Bex. the one. And it opens up on Bex. Tell me, tell me everything about the first two pages slash okay. the first chapter. Well, it starts with the Pride and Prejudice quote, which makes me, which always makes me wary. It makes me like, very nervous. It already knocked me a little bit back on my Same. heels with like, here's a Pride and Prejudice quote. And then it started out with the truth universally acknowledged, mm-hmm. which is a double, it's double. <laughs> and so then I'm kind of like, oh God. And then she proclaims herself to be a badass, which yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> gonna need receipts. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your Namari haircut, Bex? Okay. I'm very skeptical of anyone who doesn't have imposter syndrome. So, like, let's see what the deal is here. So, then Uh the first sentence is, so, keep in mind, after this, I liked books. So, it's going to sound real harsh, real fast, everyone. And then it's going to get really great. But the first sentence is, I live in Brooklyn where everyone can more or less handle herself. So by virtue of where you live, you're a badass like that kind of. I don't like people who are like into zip codes. I don't like it. I don't like that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? I do. That are like, oh, are you from Are you from St. Louis or are you from St. Louis? You know, like yeah. that kind of bullshit. I don't like it. I don't Absolutely. like people who are like police where you live. It's 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 gatekeeping. It is. It's gatekeeping it's is gatekeeping. what it is. It's geographical Literal gatekeeping. gatekeeping. There oh could be God. gates involved because that, that's it's true. about locations. It's true. Anyways, so I was like, and also just because you live in Brooklyn does not mean you can handle Brooklyn's like pretty... Like, Especially not where she lives. It's yes. gentrified as fuck. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can't even with her. It's basically Park Slope. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and like, that's a nice place. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Next sentence. Yeah. And we are going sentence by sentence yeah, in this book. <laughs> <laughs> I drink my coffee black. And you know, Yo-ho. I've had experience <laughs> with coffee shaming in yep. my own life. Yep. And I personally drank my coffee black for a decade because oh. I was shamed by the mayor of New Orleans. <laughs> I mean, wait, somebody... <laughs> I was shamed one time. Do I have to cut cream that in my or coffee. is it not that serious? Just keep it. What mayor was what? it? You yeah, never know. which one? Nobody knows. Listen, and I was told no one's going to take me seriously as a prosecutor if, the, if I put so much cream and sugar in well, my coffee. Well, you do have a vagina, so like you're all ready. <laughs> that was the implication. I know. And I just, listen, I drink my coffee black. Okay, Becca. All right, let's see. I work with professional athletes. She's not a professional She's athlete, not. but she is 
near She's one. She's proximate to them. Which, which is similar <laughs> to being like, I live here, thus badass, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I can do 25 push-ups in a set. <laughs> that is a set. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's just a set. Listen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, then I think she's done. Bre- then I think she's the. That's the end of her list. Okay, mm-hmm. of what which makes is her weird badass. because the twenty-five push-ups is a new paragraph. It is, you know. Yeah. And then oh. she tell, and then she tells the story of the one time she did twenty-five push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a little bit like, okay, I'm. I've seen your resume, and I'm not sure badass <laughs> is the right way to go here. <laughs> and then she talks about how she's the office manager for this hockey team. And then she tells the story about how she walked out on the ice, right? Then we just go right into that, right? Yeah, she's been working for this hockey team for two years. It's the first time she's ever even thought about going out on the ice. And so she does go out on the ice. Just for funsies. Yeah, just like walks on there. In like her chucks. No reasons. In actual Chuck Taylors. Yeah. Yeah. And so she she goes ass over tea kettle, whacks her head real good. And now she's got a serious TBI. Yes. (laughs) She got a TBI for just like going, just stepping onto the ice. Uh huh. It's amazing. And so we've like, we pick her up like in her apartment, like healing from her TBI because she like can't look at stuff and she can't like read yeah. or like she can't look at screens and all this. And then we start laying into the sister and the boyfriend. Oh boy. Which I was like, okay, but like, okay, so what <laughs> has happened is her sister, who is heavily implied to be a slut, slut and like slutty dumb, slut whore. a dumb slut. <laughs> Has gotten herself knocked up and, like, needs somewhere to live and moved in with her. And then, how dare he, the boyfriend, comes and wants to live with his child and and the mother of his child in her apartment. So, wait. The thing that I have a hard time with with this is that Becca dropped out of college. We find out this a little bit later, but, like, we'll just say it. Mm -hmm. She dropped out of college because her dad died a few years ago. And so she was like, I need to, you know, help the family with finances or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then she was like, I will also help my little sister go through school. Mm-hmm. But then I think like the boyfriend lost his job and the sister got Something, pregnant. Yeah. And so like they lost their their housing. They became very housing insecure. And so she volunteered for them yes, to move into her one bedroom apartment. You you let them Stop like, being a murderer, And said, I would like to live here. And she said, come on in and yeah. live here. And then she's like, I can't. How dare they live here? And then she sets here. no boundaries. And then she gets mad at them for crossing her boundaries. And I'm right. like, listen, bitch. No. She's mad at them for things like having sex. Yeah. And if that's the case, like, if that's the case, if you need them to have sex more quietly, those are words that have to come out of your mouth. Yes. You know? And you know who would say that to her sister and her boyfriend? Who? A badass. That's right. (laughs) So I'm on page three and I'm like, ma'am, I don't need the heroine in the story to be a badass. But I need her not to brag about it. And then if she does, I need her to show me receipts. That's what I need. 
So she says he showed up at her door and he said, I couldn't stand another day without my family. The 21 year old fool cried. I'm like, why is he a fool? <laughs> and then it says, yes, my sister fell for a younger man. I would call him a child groom, except they aren't even married. So she like shaming her sister for having a child out of a lot. wedlock. Then three paragraphs later, she says, my sister is kind of an idiot. Always has been. <laughs> And yet she snagged a man who truly loves her. Every time I think about them, I want to throw up a little. And that was before I got a concussion. And I'm like, what? Again, receipts. Like, if you're going to call these people fools and idiots, like, give me something besides that they had, like, unprotected sex. Right. And, like, want to get married. And, like, love each other. <laughs> Are very committed to their family unit. Like, how dare she find a man who loves her? Oh, my God. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. So we see this whole scene of the sister being like her sister openly breastfeeding. And I'm like, let the tits fly. You breastfeed <laughs> wherever you fucking need to. Nobody can say a fucking word about that. Especially in her fucking house. That in is her house where she lives in front of her sister. That is her domicile. <laughs> like, your sister hasn't seen your boobs. Like, that's your problem. Right? Like, you have that problem. That's a, that's a dis. I'll say it. It's a dysfunction. I agree. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and meanwhile, this like pretty much never comes back. No, that's the thing. It sets I don't up know if the sister's a, a heroine in another book or something. Yeah, like maybe no this idea. guy goes away. I don't know. No idea. She calls her apartment Brooklyn's equivalent of a trailer park. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is it the wedlock? Like, is it? I don't understand. I know. Especially since it seems like a really nice apartment. Mm-hmm. Like, because he won't put on a shirt, she's mad. Because, like, Nate shows up, and he won't put on a shirt. And that's why he's like, oh, it's a tra- she's a trailer, they're a trailer Yeah, park? I guess. I don't know. Nice. Listen, there's a, lot, there's a lot of weird slut and socioeconomic shaming that I couldn't really get behind. <sighs> so, anyway. So, Nate shows up. Basically, what happens is this Nate shows up. Nate is a... Billionaire, and he's just—he's just—he's just throwing hundreds around. You know what I mean? Like like billionaires do. No, he comes to the door and he's like, "Hey, heard you were sick? Question mark. How are you now?" And she's like, "I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm completely fine." Right. And she's like, "I'll be able to get back to work so soon." He's like, "Not worried about that. I just, you know, Mm want to make sure you're okay." And I think he like brings flowers too. I I don't know. Anyway. So he's like, when are you getting checked out by the team doctor? I want to make sure you're well, but like not to come back to the office just because you're a friend who I've known for a really long time and I want you to be okay. Do you have Mm -hmm. anything else to say about this conversation? Well, I just feel like she has a lot of weird anxiety about Nate in her house, being her boss and being a billionaire and like having a lot of shame about the 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 not brother-in-law but the sister's boyfriend like not wearing a shirt and yeah like she's really anxious about stuff that like nate clearly doesn't care about and they it you know w- once you start reading the book you realize like how close they've been for like yeah. 10 years and it seems really strange it makes to no me sense the level of anxiety she has mm-hmm. about her situation and even like they the the brother starts or the 
the sister's boyfriend starts talking about like a science fiction book he's reading mm-hmm. and she's like shut up about your stupid book yeah and nate's like i would like to know more about science fiction book i am nerd i am science i would love fiction to nerd. hear it <laughs> yeah. and she's like no it's stupid like it's very weird and also he got it from the library because he can't even afford books <laughs> like yeah Ooh. it's so weird yeah there she that is a thing yes like, i don't know it is weird um, but once we get past this uh, this scene, then I think we're we're smooth sailing. Also, he notes that Lauren is going to take over for him for her. Oh yeah, her, back at the Bruiser's office, and we find out that she used to be Nate's personal assistant, and then Lauren used to be the office manager of the Brooklyn Bruisers. And then when he bought the team two years ago, he swapped them. He made Lauren his PA. And then her, the office manager of the bruisers. And so now she's like, she's always had this weird thing where she's like, I don't understand why he sort of, it feels like a demotion, but he keeps insisting it's not. And like, I don't really understand. And so she's like, okay, well, Lauren already took my job once. Like, what's happening now? Like, I need, I need to Mm -hmm. keep my job because I do need to afford this trailer park for my brother and sister. And that tiny it's nephew slope that always park. makes my sister get her boobs out, and uh, <laughs> and so which he, is crude. Which is, oh. <laughs> How dare he yeah. eat? Um, yeah, and so she's like, it makes her even more anxious because she's like, you know, they'll they'll just replace me. I'm just I'm completely mm-hmm. replaceable. I'm a cog, and no matter how ma- no matter how much, literally everyone tells her that that's not the case. The whole book, she does not understand that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we fast forward to Sunday, right? No, we flash backward to... Oh, do we flash back now? I think so. Yeah, we flash back to her getting the job. Yeah. Okay, so I listened to the audiobook for this again, Mm -hmm. and I also read it, but... So it's cool because there is a narrator for Rebecca, there is a narrator for Nate, and then there is a flashback narrator, which I thought was so good. That is a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool, especially since, like, the the point of view completely changes in the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. We go from first person to, like, omniscient narrator in the mm-hmm. flashbacks. And that, I mean, I love that, too. See, that was the thing I didn't love about the flashbacks. Really? Like, love a flashback. Didn't love the POV change. And I think the reason why is they... I Maybe it wasn't the omniscient... No. It's, it's the way that it? it was royal gentry... It's- it's this it's wording. this like fairy tale language yeah. of like our fair maiden does this and our hero does that and once upon a time something something. Yeah. And I didn't it didn't fit with the feel of the story to me cuz it felt like a very casual contemporary story and then there's this kind of like fairy tale. But she's a Jane Austen. Feeling. Remember? But, but is it like no, that but, didn't no, fit to me either. Rebecca's no? a Jane Austen though, you know. But is she? like she just <laughs> is such a Jane but Austen. It didn't fit for me. <laughs> But I love the flashbacks. I just didn't like that kind of like language that was used. And, you know, our best friend, Sarah Whitney, um, critically acclaimed, award-winning author, please buy her series. Of the tempting series. The tempt me series. Various things, taste, and that kind of thing. She was reading a Serena Bowen at the same time I was reading this, a different book with yeah. also flashbacks who had the, that had the same thing. And she's like, I really like this book. I just don't like how the flashbacks are kind of like this kind of royal fairy tale yeah. language. And I was like, oh, are you reading Brooklyn Air? And she's like, no, I'm reading a different Ser- Serena Bowen. Huh. So I feel like this is kind of a thing. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but... 
we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on you? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. So I really liked the POV change and I... I didn't note, I don't have a big opinion on the fairy tale language. Maybe I found it charming. I don't know. I don't really remember, honestly, <laughs> like when I was going through it. But yeah, I do. I do like the POV change, though. It's a really cool thing. I think I may have liked it without the fairy tale language. I yeah, don't know. that makes sense. All right. So anyway, it's, she's getting the job. Nate's at this like startup and there's ping pong tables. So many ping pongs. And dude bros and code monkeys, she it's says very, out loud. Very, very bro-y, very yeah. casual, very pizza boxes. Yes. Very don't know how to do their books and accounting. So Correct. They're, they're just geniuses and they can't be yeah. bothered with things like business <laughs> things. I mean, that's I say that all the time. You know, like yeah, that's, why, that's why I, I can't <laughs> do our books or all, all that. Genius! <laughs> all just, I am is genius. I'm just such a hot genius. Just, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just help me? I'm just hot genius. <laughs> I'm the talent, Natalie. I am the talent, Natalie. Natalie. Do <laughs> Take pizza boxes. I don't understand. I'm just genius. <laughs> But also, like, Heike and Natalie is genius. No, seriously. Um, Heike, hire Natalie. <laughs> Heike, hire Natalie to be your assistant. Honestly, if I had more money and she lived closer to me, I, I think oh I would God. just, like, figure out a way to cohabitate with her and, like, make her <laughs> make her be my mom, like, my mom and my sister and my my everything. All logistics <sighs> go through Natalie. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Everything. <laughs> everything goes through Natalie. all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, so wait, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, yeah, she's getting that job. Yeah. And so he's just very, like, he's not, he's such a genius. Yeah. He's such a tech genius. Like, he can't even pay attention to her. Yeah, he's, he's like, like oh, doing he's a furious brain. typing. Uh, he just he's, like, like, so much in his brain. Uh, this is a very Nate thing. It's, like, he doesn't, like, make eye contact a lot, and he, like, doesn't listen to you a lot. And okay, then he'll but be like, wait, what did not. you say? Right. You know what I but mean? But until it's her, though, you know? Yes. If it's something that she that is like important to her, he's listening always. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I guess, I mean, I yeah. So anyway, her dad has just died. She's in like a a big, you know, she's under a lot of strain and she's so excited that she basically gets the job on the spot. Mm-hmm. And so she's been with him since he was literally nobody mm-hmm. and you know, she's been by his side as they've been building as he's been building this now Fortune 500, like, millionaire, CEO, 
the financial. Listen, listen, he's tech. a tech person. <laughs> he's a, he's um, a and did phone. he did like a Jeff Bezos <laughs> or something? <laughs> but like mostly book is hockey, so I think yeah. like maybe he just mostly does <laughs> hockey now. I don't really understand like who is running tech company. Yeah, I because know. mostly Nate just hockey now. Mostly Nate just always hockey. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we also find out that they love making palindromes at each other. Like they're yes. very both into palindromes, which is a strange thing to be very into. But I like that they had That's a thing a that was weird that they were into. That she immediately jumps on board with. But how? I do want how, that noted for the record. How? Speaking of hot geniuses, this is the thing that makes her a badass. If she had <laughs> said, it is a truth universally acknowledged that I am something of a badass, I can palindrome at the drop of a fucking hat, I would be like, receipts. <laughs> yeah. On board, ma'am. No. Got it. I can do can a full imagine? sentence palindrome. My brain like seizes when i see Same. one of the, when it's like oh that's a palindrome i'm like okay go to the <laughs> end and go backwards but also the beginning but then go and go forwards, forwards again but at the same time and then it meets i'm like it's so, it's so hard for me even to check and see if it is a palindrome let her let, let alone think of it in my they brain they kept on saying palindromes and i would have to like pause the audiobook to be like not a banana, but oh, it I'm is done. a palindrome. <laughs> I was looking at the letters and I still had trouble. That's the thing. That's the thing. Rebecca <laughs> is a badass, but not for any of the reasons she said at the beginning. Well, I think you herbs the part where she says she is not ashamed of Googling them. I don't care. <laughs> she I mean, also I can thinks Google. of so- Here's no, the truth. she does. Here's a real thing. I like, oh, I'm Aaron and I just found out I'm working in a new place. My new hot boss loves a palindrome. And so I do a big Google. You know what I don't remember the next morning? Any of the fucking palindromes. What was it? Banana something? I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. So even just remembering the palindromes that you Googled last night. Badass. That's a, that's a big genius badass. To me. Yeah, agreed. You know, if we were smart, good podcasters, we would have thought of some good Heaving Bosoms palindromes today. <laughs> Come on. That's what other podcasters do. It's not what they come here for. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> they come here for dumb bitch stuff, not smart bitch stuff. All right. You know, know your brand, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, okay. All right. So now, no. Now he's wait. He's one back more at, thing. Tell me everything about palindromes. She does recognize that all the palindromes written on the wall are palindromes. Yeah. That would be hard to do. Oh, yeah. No, that's impossible. How dare you? (laughs) Fuck off. Just start reading again. Fuck you. (laughs) I would not know. You wouldn't know either. How dare you? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I've never been in a situation where nobody... they're long boys. If it was just like race car, you'd (laughs) be like, okay. But they're long boys. They're whole sentences. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So now... We're back in Brooklyn, present day, and Nate is at his hockey team, and he's doing a big pump up with them because they're going into the hockey playoffs, which are so long. I dated a hockey once. Oh, I dated and, a hockey. Oh, it is it is a big uh, surreptitious, <laughs> no superstitious. It is a big superstitious. <laughs> and it's so long. Okay, so he goes, he gives like a pep talk to the... The hockeys. Yes. Does owner give pep talk? Is that a thing? I mean, she describes him as one of the most hands-on owners in the business later on. And so I I feel like probably not, but Nate does. 
Anyway, he's like, it's so funny. I have nothing in common with these guys, except that we've worked hundreds and thousands of hours to be the best in our field. And they respect that about me. It was a real humble brag. Okay, sit down. Yeah, Yeah, just like be cool. Sit down with your brain. Jesus. I I liked that these guys were really into Nate, but I was surprised that they were really into Nate. (laughs) Same. Because I think if I were a hockey, I would be like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm happy that they find him to be an inspire. Yeah, same. Okay, so now he's waiting around in the hallway and his uh, assistant is trying to do business with him and he's super not into it because he's waiting for Rebecca to go and have a traumatic brain injury appointment with the team doctor. And so he goes into the appointment with her, which is like big, big problems, you know, with the privacy situations. Mm-hmm. But it's because they're friends. Though, I know. You know? But, but this is the thing. Mm-hmm. She's weird about her, him being in her house and yet not mm-hmm. weird in him being in her doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Explain mm-hmm. that to me. Let's just, you know what? Chapter one isn't canon. It's right? true. Let's just take. We're just retconning Chapter one's an anomaly. Yeah. yeah. Because from there on out, she's like totally comfortable with him all the time, everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, doctor wants her to get more rest. And the team doctor wants her to go see a specialist. And he's like, the best in the business is this guy, Dr. Exhmaberthathy. So you got to go to him. But, you know, his Mm -hmm. schedule is rough. So he puts her in the car for some reason. He's like, hey, I have this idea. Or like, I want to hang out with you. Listen, he gets her into a car. And he's like, you're going to call the doctor? And she's like, sure. So she calls the doctor. And the only appointment they have is like, I don't know, a month and a half away or something like that. And he's like, no, mm, I don't think so. So he takes her to her ha- his house and he's got... Wait, I'm sorry. What? We missed two big things. Oh, God. One was that when we, we were talking to Lauren, the assistant, she mm-hmm. told him about this benefit and mm. he's got to meet his friend Alex from college, who's a lady at the benefit. Yeah. And he wants a buffer because he's worried that Alex is going to ambush him about some kind of like merger or like And also something else that has to do with his penis, maybe. Right. But like he doesn't say that. No. But I feel like that is quite, he buried the lead, Nate. Okay. Yeah, he definitely did. But <laughs> he, buried the he was lead. like, oh, I don't know. She's going to like ambush me or whatever. So then uh, Lauren's like, you ought to bring a date. And he's like, a date? <sighs> I don't know what to do. God, so like that little is dropped. Date. And then he catches her when she like does her, her big stumble. Oh, you're right. There is that big stumble catch. Does, there's a big romance, romance stumble catch. It's true. You're right. Just FYI, and it happened. I okay, so now, that. now she goes to his billionaire house. Yeah, so she goes to this big mansion on like Piermont, Pier, Piedmont Place. Oh my god, why can't I talk tonight? I am very out of practice, Aaron. I know we haven't podcasted in so long. I know, so long. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so she goes to his big giant mansion, and it sounds like my actual nightmare. Like, he had a bunch of decorators come in and do the whole thing in, like, pretentious antiques. She keeps on talking about things being ornate. And, like, I just shiver all over. I just hate it so much. I cannot imagine living in a museum like that. No. Sorry. Aaron like. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't hate it. Nope. I would walk in there and redecorate the whole thing. Um. 
I it did hate seem it. cozy in places. Though. Yeah, but there's like chandeliers and like gold. Ugh, love a chandelier. Gold glinting, whatever. Love a gold like, glinty. No. Love it. Blech. Yeah, I would be like, this is where I belong. <laughs> it wouldn't um, seem that if you are watching the video and you can see where <laughs> I do belong, where I am um, belonging. However, However, that's, you know. I mean, you that's fit pro- everywhere. I would really Aaron. like love it. <laughs> Okay, so basically he's like, all right, we're going to have Mrs. Gray is his housekeeper and like, she's like, she like lives there. (laughs) Does she like live there? I don't know. But then when like there was this like Christian Gray joke with her, it made me wonder. So like this is never going to come back. So let's just drop it now. Like there's this like joke that her name's mrs gray and she has like a husband she super loves and his name is christian gray yeah and like they make a little 50 shades joke and she says she read it and like she read it to him yeah like mrs gray fucks and that made me think about the housekeeper in 50 shades of gray which we did read about remember that and like once we found out that that housekeeper fucked they like called her by her called her by her first name had to clean his butt plugs i know i remember rude but like that made me wonder if like serena bowen didn't know this Mm. and was like justice for housekeeper a little bit i'm sure that's what it is i love it you think yes okay all right cool that's what i think yeah i thought the whole time all right good yeah because she's actually like treated with respect she she has like real good boundaries. She's you know she's like I gotta go because my husband's always horny after he comes back from bowling. <laughs> like it's great. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> so then Nate calls. So doctor can't get her in for months, and then so, so Nate times. calls doctor yeah. and gives him fifty thousand dollars to let you a patient. Well, now. He gives fifty thousand dollars to a TBI charity that the doctor is on the board of so it's not a direct bribe but it's like a very roundabout bribe it's a super bribe it's definitely a bribe yeah yeah and she's like beside herself she's like you just paid fifty thousand dollars for my appointment and he's like no i didn't i should be donating to this thing anyway because i have a hockey team and i'm like you wouldn't have but also like shut the fuck up you know what her or him yes her. her Shut the no, fuck up! I would be super uncomfortable with this. Are you kidding me? No. Oh no! I am not I would kidding. Be so uncomfortable. Oh my with god! This? We're we're gonna have so many disagreements about this later on. Oh my gosh! I just hate it when people use money for things. I I would hate it. And then we've <laughs> got like this weird like indebtedness and then like think of all the people think of all the poorer people that don't have rich billionaire friend with tbis that have to wait until september and i would be like no i would just really rather die and like let them (laughs) cut in front of me in the line i i would be freaked out by this whole thing i hear 100 i would actually if i if i got quick appointment and i thought that i bumped somebody out of the line i would like honestly think about did somebody die because aaron has billionaire friend that would that would <laughs> oh, be really honestly i would honestly think about that hmm. that makes more sense yeah that makes sense i thought it was also like, is legal like i don't know if that's legal like it's definitely it's a direct bribe i don't know Whew, i don't know i don't like it fair enough no i i you know what now i'm rethinking my stance on this one particular oh yeah because you like it when people you know die because of your privilege is it is it a death thing it could be he 
he's a TBI doctor. Do you die from those? Sometimes? I thought you just like go a little maybe murder. Dude, dude uh, 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 Natasha Richardson died of a TBI. Really? Yeah. I don't know who a Natasha Richardson is. She's she's the she's the she's Liam Neeson's wife. Whoa. All right. Well, if it's like a near death situation, yeah, I don't agree with this. All right. I just thought the TBIs were like they were a long term problem. I don't. I listen. I just would. I would get squeaked out if it were me. I Fair would not enough. like this, and I I might not go to the appointment. Fair enough. I, well, no wonder. I mean, no wonder he showed up there to make sure she showed up there. <laughs> we'll get to yeah. that. Yeah. So anyway, he's like, "Hey, I also have an idea." Oh, but before that, he looks at Mrs. Gray and he says, hey, Rebecca's going to be staying here for a few days and I'm going to put her in this bedroom. And she's like, Bussois? What are you talking about? <laughs> so, Bussois. <laughs> <is such a funny. laughs> um, he, but he does do a he does do a neck massage. Yeah, he does that neck massage. It's Ooh, real it's nice. Good. He does a couple of those rub downs that are very sexy. He does a good sexy rub down. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, you need to stay at my house for a few days because your house is super loud and you can't get any rest there. You said it yourself. I have this giant empty house. And she's like, no, I couldn't possibly. How could I ever do such And he's like, I'm not going to be here anyway. And I'm sitting there going, shut the fuck up, Rebecca. Just stay at the house. Like, you, this is one of the things that is constant. I mean, okay, yeah. So not not the bribing the TBI doctor. However... Things like this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, shut up. I think I'd be fine staying at the house. Yeah. Or like, you know, if he, if instead he offered to like get her a hotel room, I would be fine with that. Just like, yes. I don't know. Anyway, so she does stay there and he's very excited about it. He loves having her in his house. And so he does like a work and a, oh no, then they play Scrabble. Yes, they do play Scrabble. Yeah. Which is cute. It's and very is there cute. Oreos? I remember I feel like there was Oreos. Yeah. That's nice. Because she was like, you're going to beat me so hard with your giant brain. And he, he's mm -hmm. like, well, she says, we better not bet like a huge amount. And he's like, how about we bet cookies? And I was like, Nate, you're getting sexier. I don't know. <laughs> it's getting worse. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. Also, like, imagine being like like a certified genius mm -hmm. and then like playing Scrabble against a lady with like a head injury so bad she can't read. <laughs> And being like, let's place bets. Like, <laughs> I kind of like that energy from him. Like, I'm going to beat you so bad. I'm already so much smarter than you. But like, also, you, you got a head injury. Head injury. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have to play Scrabble because they can't watch TV because her brain can't take it. Right. <laughs> love that competitive energy i do love it yeah that's nice so anyway they share this moment where she's like yeah you know i think we should get extra points if things are like r-rated and then he obviously starts thinking about things that are r-rated and he like looks at her super hot and she's like is nate looking at me in that <laughs> way like how in what world could that possibly be true with my voluptuous tits and my fucking lingerie later on how <laughs> <laughs> and then, then the moment's gone in a display. <laughs> My future lingerie. How yeah. funny. <laughs> All right. So now we're we're back in the flashback. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, okay, so it starts out, Kattenberger Technologies is a peaceful kingdom mostly, and Fair Rebecca had quickly becomes the de facto ruler of the castle. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. But the POV change is fine. I hear you. Okay, so then, is this... He gets where... Cheated on. Yes. He goes home early one day. Like, the first day ever. Yes. Well, Nate had done... He had a girlfriend who became a fiancé from the beginning. Like, when they met, he was not single. Yeah. And her name is Juliet, and she has made a CrossFit friend. Yeah. Who they kind of shame for not drinking, which is not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't shame people for not drinking. Let people not drink if they don't want to drink. I mean, I didn't think of it as shaming. I just thought that, like, overall this dude sucked and also i the vibe i got is that like he makes it awkward if you order a drink oh well that's different you know what i mean he's like Ugh, i can't even get a beer around him because he doesn't drink and i'm like mm-hmm. that's not i mean like if there's an addiction issue that's one thing mm-hmm. but like if you're just like such an asshole that you're holier than thou about veganism and not drinking like go fuck yourself fair enough so he goes home early to surprise her before this dinner. And boy, does she get surprised. Yeah. Rebecca's working late at the office. And then he comes back. Is that right? Yeah. And he's really sad. And she figures out what the deal is. Yeah. She can just kind of like intuit what the deal is. They're so close. Yeah. And so she goes and gets him some tacos. Empanadas. And But yes. Empanadas. Oh, no, but she does a palindrome about Yes, that's the only reason I corrected you. I'm not being a dick about it. Well, I think you were a dick, and this is over. You know what? There is a big difference between intent versus impact, and I will remember that. Okay, good. We almost broke up just now. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) so she gets some empanadas, and they eat them, and they do... Also, that's really true. Like, I know that sounded really weird just now. Like, I was saying it's dumb intent versus impact no that is true no i just wanted to make it clear that like i'm not making fun of that i'm making fun of we're making fun of that we were having a fake fight right okay good i just just want listener to know because i that's that's a thing i live by (laughs) that's all no you guys most of the fights we have on air are fake yeah Mm -hmm. and we're laughing about them okay <laughs> I would say like roughly sixty percent of the like fights it, we've had in front of you like, like are yeah like forty five percent like at least ten percent are like, fake like seven percent of our fights are like totally fake <laughs> <laughs> okay hey HBs I started an Etsy store did you know right now it's full of all the Saint Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent Would Always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent Would Always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter. 
with the help of HB Gen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. All right, so we're back in Nate's POV. He's doing work. He's thinking about that night where they had the Scrabble times, and he's thinking about how it was the best night ever. Man, what does happen in this chapter? Doesn't he come home? He's like, wow, I'm just rushing home because I would love to, my house is always empty, and it's the first time since Juliet that somebody's going to be there. And we find out, like, Juliet... Mm -hmm. She was his college, whatever. Yeah. And then they were fucking on their we kitchen We do the table. Christian Grey thing uh, when he walked in. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, all the things you'd think. Right. And then since then, he's been, like, very single because he's fallen into the trap of, like, oh, who's dating me for me or who's dating me for my money? And, like, I, oh, it's yes, so because billionaire. It's so and, like, hard for those sad, sad billionaires. Sad. They're so sad. And, sad like, <laughs> and, like, I get that that is, like, a thing. But also, like, shut the fuck up, Nate. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, like, also just dating right? billionaires. Like, I don't know. Like, anyway, like, yeah. Or someone who's known yeah, you since who's before. who's known and adored you since All right. before. Yes. Yeah, and so he comes home and he, like, hears her laughter from the kitchen and he's like, whoa, mm-hmm. I've never been so charmed about my by my house in my life. What a charming house it is now. And then, like, what happens, Erin? I think it's more Scrabble. Like, we go back into Rebecca's point of view and she talks about, like, how they were like doing little R-rated things and bodily functions. And then they talk about like she played burp and then they like joked about having a dirty mind, which was kind of weird because it was yeah. like about burp and that's not like very mm-hmm. dirty. Oh, they also, so there's the whole Bingley thing. He has this AI he's working on in his house. Oh, yeah. And at first it was Hal from a movie, an 80s movie, a 90s movie. Listen, it was a robot voice. <laughs> and now... Okay, 2001 A Space Odyssey is what oh, Melanie was looking was for, and it was Hal. <laughs> I, I said Hal. I said that. Previously. It was Hal. It was a Hal Is Hal a person? Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Oh, no. Hal is, <laughs> Hal is a character in the film. Oh! He's the computer that is the ship. I just assumed that Hal was a robot. Like the voice of the is, robot. yes, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. But is a character who's at odds with the human man. Totally. Yeah, I hear that. Yes. Makes sure. Total sense. Yeah. But anyway, we do Ex- change that Deus computer and stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we do change it to Mr. Bingley, who is a nice robot that is British now to kind of go with this pride and because prejudice she's a theme, Jane Austen. Which, I guess. <laughs> okay, so then then there's like a night where she, he he has hockey game, but she can't she can't watch hockey game because her brain can't take um, moving pictures, and um, she makes. Bingley turn on the TV, but like she won't look at it. And it was not like Nate programmed Bingley to not turn on yeah. the TVs, not even at her request, which I thought was pretty savage. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she listens to the to the hockey game. And I think she texts him or I yeah. don't remember. So now we're in another flashback and it's yep. two years before 
and he's like super stoked. He's just about to, she she connects him to a call to like buy hockey team. And then they're bantering about hockey afterwards. He's sitting on her desk and like they're chatting and chatting and it's quitting time. And he has realized like pretty much into Becca now. Oh, he's yeah, he's completely head over heels for Becca. But he says that she's never shown him any interest whatsoever in any way. Mm -hmm. And so he just like sits on it, basically. Like he's going out and he's like getting laid, but he's not in relationships due to sad billionaire. Yeah. He says at some point the trysts stopped being interesting right around the same time he began to find himself meditating on the shape of Becca's curves and closing his eyes when she stood next to Mm -hmm. him. A well-timed deep breath could summon her lilac scent, sending it deep into his lonely chest. Oh, yeah. That was a big romance. Oh, I enjoyed that. It's good stuff, Serena. Yeah. It's good stuff. When this thing picks up, it picks up. It's good. Yeah, it starts at galloping. Anyway, so then he's talking with her and then her like casual boyfriend comes in and he thinks that he's just like coming to drop off a package because he's wearing a courier outfit, but he does kiss Becca on the mouth. And so Nate's immediately like, I want to murder everyone. And that is a not an okay reaction. And that's basically why he flips Lauren and Becca, because he like he just can't watch her be with other people anymore. Mm-hmm. He needs to get her out of her his system so that he can continue being her friend. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking that not being as proximate to her will help. Right. But really, it just made Becca think she was a big, dumb, yeah, idiot terrible assistant, handle her job. bad at her job. Or that she did something to offend him or yeah. something. So now we have a doctor's appointment. Big Dr. Schmabber Blathy is doing the doctor's appointment and Nate's going to go. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the appointment and she, when he gets there, she's coming out of the door crying and he's like, oh my gosh. And he gets to her in like four strides, even though he was at least a football field away. And he mm-hmm. scoops her up into his arms and he's like, what's the matter? Tell me everything. We'll fix it together. And she's like, he knows what's wrong with me. Huzzah. He thinks I'm going to be okay. Hooray. And he's like, why are you crying then? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And she's like, they're relief tears. <laughs> like, it's been really scary well, until right, now. because you're supposed to be over a concussion yeah. in like a couple of weeks and it's been like six it's weeks been, or yeah. something crazy like this and no one knows what's wrong yeah. with her. And so even though it's like a worse thing that's wrong with her, it's like some kind of a blood it's vessel. It's a different thing. Schmur that does like an inner ear yeah. warbler. One of those. That's like worse than a concussion. At least now she knows what it is. It's a vestibular is, problem. And there's like a path. <laughs> yeah, that. And they there's like a path forward to fix yeah, it. Yeah, so basically she has to do physical therapies. Right. Honorable mention, Assistant Lauren. Oh, yeah. She's great. In the car over, she's like really pushing the Nate and Becca situation, which I really loved how Becca kind of hates Lauren. And Lauren's completely on her side. So on her side. Like when we're in Becca's POV, it's like, oh, Lauren, who's like perfect looking and so stuck up and like so aloof and hates hockey and doesn't like, you know, it's just kind of like mean to everybody. And, really, she's and she just is kind pain. of like that, but she is like really in her corner. Yeah. And so I guess the speech, so the speech he gave oh to the hockey boys, yeah. he was like, hey, why why not us? Like, why why can't we and win? And why the not cup? now? Like, maybe we're if new. If not now, when? Maybe, you know, why not now? If not now, why not us. me? And she was like, yeah, us. <laughs> and in the car, she's like, I really like that speech you gave to hockey yeah. boys the other day. And he's like, yeah, it was pretty much big inspire. <laughs> and she's like, I really like the part where it's like, you know, why not? Why not now? Why not me? Why not 
you. Yeah. And he's like, what are you, he's uh, like, I what don't are you know what we're talking to? about anymore. And she's like, I think you know what I mean. Yeah. And then she goes, <laughs> give Becca my love and gets out of the car. And it is great. <laughs> so good. Because she's like, you're going to her medical yeah. appointments? And he's like, yeah, well, she's my office manager <laughs> of one of my <laughs> corporations. <laughs> It's true. <sighs> what a dumb He's so dumb. cute. Anyway, okay. so they get falafel and they walk the Brooklyn Bridge and they have like a big date and she bops him on the hip with her hip and he wants to kiss her over it. And it's a nice. Yeah. But like also like, okay, the studio. I know. Why isn't she so ear? tired? Why Brooklyn Bridge is far? <laughs> also summertime. Also like, listen, if I were with you right now and you were like, let's get a falafel and wa- walk the Brooklyn Bridge, I would be like, okay, but I need to make sure I'm wearing the right yeah, clothes. The right I need shoes. to hydrate. Like, there are, it's not a nothing mm-hmm. walk, you know? And also, she, her brain is bad. Yeah. It's like all swollen yeah. or whatever. I don't know. I was kind of nervous for her on this situation. But anyways. So she goes to a physical therapy appointment. Oh God, yeah, next. I skipped all of the physical therapy. Herbs, herbs, herbs. I think I did. I think I also herbs it because I didn't. Nothing happens in it in here. And th- she meets up with like her friends who are characters in other books. I think yes, there there is like a little bit of like Nate's hot from the friends. Yeah. Like, hey, if you happen to catch him with his shirt off, like take a pic, like oh, sort of because stuff. Because on the Brooklyn Bridge. They decided that she was going to go to the benefit with him down in Florida because he needs a date anyway. Oh, right. Yeah. So the whole thing, the reason we're at the doctor's appointment is because right after that, she's jumping on a plane again. Vestibular issue. Should mm-hmm. you be changing elevation like that at such a I big No, because remember rate? that time I blew out my eardrum yes, on that plane? I do. Yes. It hurt. And I lost 30% of hearing in one bloody ear. is what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, my ear yes. bled. Blood came out yeah. of my ear. You guys, it hurt bad. And the lady next to me on the plane must have been like real freaked out in like an X Files <laughs> way because there was a lot of like me clutching my head like it was going to explode, <laughs> and then there was blood coming out of my ear. <laughs> She's waiting for the parasite to crawl out afterward. <laughs> So then she goes to Florida. Yeah. But we were like landed at that point. So I didn't even say anything. Yeah. I I mean, like, like, why would you talk to a stranger about that anyway? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just (laughs) didn't want you to think I was like mid air and I said nothing. Like the whole point was that we were landing. So I just waited. Oh, I see. (laughs) You didn't look over. I wasn't like, and say, don't worry. There's not a parasite that's going to come out of my brain. I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like at the I had not self diagnosed eardrum. Burst, <laughs> but I had diagnosed on the ground, not going to alert a flight attendant. May as well just get off plane. Fair enough. That's so scary. All right. No. Anyway, so she goes to Florida. Yes. She goes on that beach with her friend. It's a non thing. It's just like Nate hot. Yeah, Nate's hot. They go out to the beach. The benefit is also on the beach. Yeah. She does get, okay, this is one of the times, justice for Lauren, seriously. Yes! Because George is like, oh, yeah, do you mind? Lauren invited us to, like, go get ready in her room. And <laughs> Becca looks at her and she's like, when has Lauren ever wanted to hang out with us? And George is like, I know. I have no idea. And then, like, they get mm-hmm. there and Lauren's like, hey, it's so good to see you. And she immediately is like, 
oh, don't worry, I can't come back to work. Like, don't get excited about the fact that I'm like semi okay because I still can't come back to work. She thinks that that's the reason Lauren is like, hi, be nice to her. (laughs) So mean. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. She wears dress. Nate wears suit. Both look great in dress and suit. Yeah. Go to beach. Where is benefit? Alex is a big old bitch. Alex is there, who is the friend from college who is also maybe, but she's a fellow billionaire, you know? Yeah. Like, so she would be somebody he could get with, you know, like, it's not like he doesn't know other female billionaires. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Anyway. No, I know. So he has like really awkward conversation with Alex and Alex is being really rude toward Becca. Yeah. She essentially is like, why did you bring the help to our cocktail date? You and I. Yeah. And he can't figure out why she's mad and like, you know, it's a whole thing. So then we get into Nate's head and it turns out the last time he saw Alex, he had sex with her. They boned! Like two or three (laughs) months ago, like not long ago. It's not like, oh, I saw Alex five years ago and we boned in a hotel. This is like right before the beginning of the book. And they never debriefed about it. And this is the first time they're seeing each other in person. Yeah. They never debriefed. (laughs) Then, and they've been friends since college, so it's not like years. it's yeah. So it's not like it's a one night stand that's like they completely separate. Like they're still friends after they never debrief about the sex. Then, then she invites him to this fancy Florida party, and he's like, "Sure, I'd love to go, Alex." And then there's this rando on his arm, like justice for Alex, justice like, for Alex. Hard. I would have been just as mean, of like, course, not to her, but like definitely to him, definitely to him. Yeah. yeah. I would be put out if that were Like, me. if he walked up with her and said, hello, I would say, wow. Yeah. Like, that, that would be my greeting. I'd be like, oh, yeah? Excuse you? <laughs> this is what we're doing right now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So they do that thing. There's a point when Becca comes back to the bar when, like, the, the benefit's actually going on. And Alex comes over and she's like... Oh, hey. Hey, lowly office manager. Mm-hmm. Why did Nate, like, trade up with Lauren? Like, do you remember why he fired you and sent you to Brooklyn oh instead of, like, keeping you in Manhattan? And she's like, no, I don't know why. And I don't, really mean I, I don't know why you're pushing my biggest, my biggest self-conscious button <laughs> right now. I have a head. Did you hear about my head injury? Anyway, so Alex is like, no. My head injury is the most, is the best offense. Like, man, can you cut my head? Like a little slack seven weeks ago. I bumped my head real good, real hard. (laughs) Anyway, so so Alex is there, and she's like, no. I'm just saying, like, maybe you should ask him why he did that. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay. And she's like, all right, cool. Bye. And she fucks off. So then she's like, you know what? You know what I'm going to do since nobody respects my head injury? I'm not going to either. Give me a champagne. <laughs> <laughs> I've never identified with a character more. Someone who does something real Truly. stupid against medical <laughs> advice and then is like, take care of me. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? Yeah, I know the doctor told me not to do this, but I did. But I did. Now I, I need did. assistance. Take care of me. 
That's a real Aaron mood right there. <laughs> For sure. All right. So now she's a big woozy and she doesn't know what to do about it. She's also, she's also, okay, listen, I am a barefoot bitch, but I would never at a fancy benefit with professional hockey players and NBA players and like senators. She no, no, concussion. before that, before that, she took off she her did. heels and just slipped them under a bar stool. Beginning of the night, <laughs> she's just been prancing around. Wait, but wasn't, wasn't she on the beach for that? No, she did it before they went to the beach and then they went to the beach and then she just left them off. So anyway, that she goes and she like, she's like, oh God, thank goodness. There's the nicest bathroom I've ever been in in my life. And then Aaron, what does she do when she goes into this bathroom? What does she do? I don't remember. Oh, I'll tell you. Okay. She goes into a <laughs> stall to have some privacy while she tries to recover from her head injury. And I ask you, am I supposed to leave her until she's done being a oh, woozy? Oh, wow. How wow. am I to know whether or not that bitch is pooping? How so are you trying I to, to say know? that? But, but, okay. So let's say she is. There's no pooping. kerplunk, Erin. You Should would I just assume, assume she's pooping? She's pooping. Yes. And I have to leave? Yes, you have to leave. But if you did it your way, you're still not going to save her <laughs> then, from her brain problem. And then half an hour later, I'm still waiting outside, crossing my legs no, and that's when bouncing you, up and down. No, no you give this, mm. the person a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> How do also, you know she doesn't have a, a newspaper in there? Go to a different Aaron. bathroom. What? What did you say? How do you Newspapers? know she's not a newspaper in there? What does that mean? Like she's reading? Yeah, she's pooping. Maybe, maybe. It Go takes to a different bathroom. Go to a different 45 bathroom. Forty-five minutes and a whole novel to shit. That's what I think you you're trying a to tell crazy everybody. Woman, right now. <laughs> Go to a different bathroom. No, absolutely not. I refuse. Anyway, okay. Sorry. Also, the HBs are with me on that one. We got no zero I, feedback. I agreed with did you. remember no because the problem zero. is you're not in the Facebook group, and there was a lot of chatter in the Facebook group. And there you was know a poll. I have spies, right? <sighs> There's a poll, and it came out on my side. Who are your spies? I don't know. Anyway. So. How am I not your spies? I'm your best friend, <laughs> and I'm telling you. Who are you going to trust? <laughs> Kim or whatever? Literally or me. everyone but you on this one topic. <laughs> yeah, that's smart actually yeah. you did a good job <laughs> okay so anyway lauren comes in and she's like hey do you need help it seemed like you were a wooze and becca's like my head i did a thing and don't take care of me and so <laughs> then she looks at lauren who's like hold on stay here i'll go get your shoes you weirdo. Mm -hmm. I, she goes all yes. the way back to the party to get her shoes yes and becca looks at her and she says why are you being so nice to me? Ma'am! Yeah! Justice she's for Lauren. She's a nice person, Becca. Justice for Lauren. And she's very competent, Becca. I think Becca. Justice for Lauren is the next book. I think that's the title of the next book. I think so, too. In this series. Anyway, so Lauren takes her up and tucks her in, and she's like, don't tell Nate. He'll yell at me. Even though Nate's literally... She, she never. Just, she just two chapters ago talked about how level-headed he is and how he never yells. But... But I will give her this. Okay. The one thing he is very not level-headed about is, is her. her taking care of her head injury. Ooh, yeah. Specifically the head injury. Mm. Like, he's dropping 50 grand to get the doctor's appointment. He's, like, rigging his house so that the screens don't work. <laughs> he is not cool and collected about the head injury situation. Fair enough. So then, 
She goes to sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. She gets dressed in her her onesie, I was about to say. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> she can't walk up a stair, mm-hmm. but she can put on lingerie. Yeah. Which is nuts to me because Crazy. like... <laughs> Totally sober. It's a struggle to put on a lingerie. Where does the strap go? How do I? (laughs) Does this tuck in here? Oh, no. (laughs) Why not feel right? Is this a peekaboo or not a peekaboo? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's like a negligee, though. It's a pretty it's a pretty standard situation. And Lauren's like, I'm so sorry you didn't get any of that hot, hot NBA player tale even though it seems like you wanted to. And she's like, oh, no, I wear these all the time because it reminds me that sex exists. And Lauren's like, wow. Such a weird Maybe I should thing. take a page out of your book. And then she goes to bed in her sexy lingerie. Yes. And then two in the morning. Yeah. Oh, Becca. Becca. Oh. <laughs> Becca. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I'm buying cashmere at Bloomingdale's. Leave me alone. Well, no, she's like, you just woke me up from like the best dream. <laughs> and he was like, oh, <laughs> like he makes one of the he makes a romance hero noise. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, she, and he's like, really, really? What, what, what could your dream possibly? And he's like, she's like, I was buying sweaters. <laughs> you know. But then she she does sit up and he does see her torso which is all negligated times yeah yeah and he makes another <laughs> sort of like grunt <laughs> huff like a huff grunt <laughs> uh romance hero noise um <laughs> and so they have like a very um weird kind of like i care about you don't drink while you have a head injury sort of a conversation no she tries and to defend then, herself and and he says no i it's not, not none of my business you're an adult you can do what you no, want he's not mad at yeah. her but he's very like what happened but then she's like it, it's a weird night where it feels like we're the only two people alive and awake in florida all of florida <laughs> nate is the only florida, florida man the most the most romance location <laughs> in the world florida, florida. <laughs> So it does say that it's the middle of the night and it feels like we're the only two people awake in in all of Florida. Florida. In all of Florida. As far as the eye can see in Florida. This beautiful peninsula of Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so she's like, Nate, can I ask you something? And he's like, yes, it's about my dick. Please let it be about my dick. And she's like, (laughs) it is kind of. It is a little bit. It turns out. So she's like, why did you send me to Brooklyn? Why did you trade me with Lauren? Like, just tell me because it's always bothered me. I didn't know why. And then he does that thing that romance heroes do where he opens his mouth and closes it like a fish a few times. Yeah. Because he doesn't know how to answer. And then so she launches in and she's like, you can tell me. Like, do you think I'm not as smart as her? Did I do something to offend you? Like, what's the deal? It's just always really bothered me. And like, he's like. Oh, no, I never wanted to bother you. And then he says, no, it's not you at all. It's me. I'm so dumb. I'm such a weak man. Uh." And then he tells her that he did see her dating that guy and he couldn't handle it. And so he had to send her away. And she was like, she's like, why? And then suddenly it says something like, but wait, before he even does that, he's like doing a cheek cup. Oh, he is like, cupping her cheek. It gets real romance before he even says that. You're right. It's, it's a lot of like light face touching. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so that that turns in. So then she's like, 
She's like, I ask why, but I'm not even asking why. I'm asking, why am I so attuned to you? Why, why am I so aware whispers. of your it's body? Why? Why do you, why do you have the heat radiating off of you and into me? And <laughs> then, um, and then he's like, I'm going to kiss you right up. And so he kisses her and boy, she kisses him back. And then she's like, ah, get away from me. Nate, like how, don't, why did you do that? We haven't done that for seven years and you broke the seal. We've managed not mm-hmm. to do that for seven years. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then he hesitates and he's like, wait, are you mad that I kissed you? Or are you mad that like we stopped? Which I really enjoyed this clarify. Same. Because, because. It's really, I feel like it would be very easy yeah. as an author for her to be like, what a convenient way to stop. Yep. To stop them, this little misunderstanding. And then they would stop and then we can restart again and continue to build the tension. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the very realistic, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Let's clarify this right yeah. now. I liked it. So good. Okay. And so she's like, she's like, I, I like, can't I be mad at you about all of it or something like that? I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. And then she kisses him back super hard. And then it is on TM. Oh, (laughs) I I did like what they said. What is it? Because he says, I'll apologize again and and get the fuck out of your room. But for her love of God, help me understand. Are you pissed off about the kiss? Are you pissed off that I stopped? And she goes, that's not an easy question. (laughs) It's really good. And then he goes, but it's multiple choice. (laughs) Which I really thought was very funny. Super good. It looks like you're advertising Coca-Cola when you take a drink like that. You do it in such like a... It's because I'm drinking like an industrial vat of water. I have to Mm -hmm. to like heft it up. Anyway, so... Boy, they do some sex. It's good. This sex scene, Erin. Yes. It's hot. I, my, like, really, my liking goodness of book went from, like, a negative in chapter one. To a skyrocket. To, like, all the way 100% in this. It was so good. Man, this sex scene. And then, like, from here on, the conflicts are great, Great. I thought, until, like, the... Very, the very. I have an issue with one of the other ones preceding the end, but like you know, fair enough. But it was very much a bell curve the reading experience yeah. of this book for me. Man, this sex. This scene, was though. fantastic. Holy ballsack! This thing was great. Uh, yes, big recommend on reading this. Good stuff. And then they take a snoozer. They do take that and snooze. Then they go a second one. Whoo! And this Ow. time. He like he like he just sort of wordlessly, you know, he's like touching her up and she's obviously into it. And so he just pops her onto her stomach and it says he gives it to her hard and fast and like wowza. And then they go back to sleep again. And I am I'm pro snooze break, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Good sometimes stuff. you gotta take a little disco nap. So wow, great stuff. So then they wake up in the morning, sorry. And yes. they're like <sighs> he's like obviously into it and she's obviously freaked out. Oh no. When, wait, before the disco nap, mm-hmm. she's like, Nate, cause he immediately like pulls her over and, and starts doing a snuggle. And she's like, Nate, what do you think that was? Oh, and he's like, Becca, if you possibly can, like, if this is not absolutely necessary, don't. can we just like not kill, not ruin the it. wonderful vibe that's happening right now? And she's like, yeah, cool, fine. And then they do that snooze. So then in the morning, mm-hmm. they still haven't talked. And he's like getting up and he's like, 
you know, oh, no, she gets up first. So he doesn't get a chance to, like, do a grope or a snuggle or anything. Mm-hmm. And then he gets up and he's like, oh, yeah, you want to go to breakfast? Do you want to do this and that and mm-hmm. the other thing? Like, let's hang out. I wish we weren't mm-hmm. going separate directions today because it seems like you're freaking out. And, like, I don't want you to to implode while I'm while I'm out of your sight, basically. And she's like, <laughs> never. I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she blows him off for breakfast, and then he's like, okay, well, then just please don't well, She leave. had breakfast plans, right? With, like, the girls yeah, or something? Yeah, but she canceled them. Yeah. Yeah, like, so she's like, I have plans, but she knows she's not even going to those well, plans. Well, had she already canceled them? No. No. Okay, got it. No. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, he ensures he says goodbye to her, and then they, they part ways. And then there's, like, I don't know, three chapters of them traveling in separate places and her just, like, stress cleaning Mm -hmm. and him worrying because she's not texting him back. And he's, like, constantly texting her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a bad. Well, like, from her end, there's a worry of, like, now what? how how are people going to see her? Like, if she dates him, she's, like, the boss's girlfriend and it's a whole thing. And then from his end, he's worried about, like, pressuring her and, like, how, how like, not harassing her. Right. She's not into doing it again. Yeah. And, like, and, like he's not texted her three times. If he texts her a fourth time, is he, like, a, a boss that's harassing right. one of his subordinates? And his friend, like, says that, like, you've got to stop yeah. because this is, this is not okay. She's clearly not into it and you need to stop immediately. Right. And then, but also, I don't know. This bothered me a tiny bit because I feel like. I feel like she didn't read any cues whatsoever at all because he's like being all warm in the morning. He wants to Mm -hmm. go to breakfast. You want he Mm -hmm. like makes sure that he sees her to kiss her goodbye and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And her whole thing is like, I just can't be casual about this. And that's all Nate could ever possibly want from me. And I'm like, there's no indication that that's true. He's been he's been he calls himself like almost a monk for years Five mm-hmm. years, he has not dated a single person. Except for that time that he did smash with Alex in the hotel room only sure. like two months ago. Sure, but nobody knows about that. And like, they <laughs> had no chemistry and it wasn't a dating situation, you know? Right. He wants to go down to breakfast in the hotel where all of his hockey players are. Like, he wants to be in public with yeah, her I, I get it. But like, from her perspective, it's not just, it's one of two things, right? Either he just wants to hook up. And that's a problem for her. Sure. Right. Or he wants to like be her boyfriend, which is also a problem for her. Sure. Sure. Both things are scary. So it's like sometimes she's talking about like, oh, he probably I'm just little old me. He probably wants somebody like Alex or, you know, like one of these more. Yeah. Or Lauren Lauren or something. Well, I don't want I don't want the listener to think that she actually thinks he's going for Lauren because I don't think that's real. No, but she's like, I'm nothing like somebody like that, right? you know? So, like, I think that comes from her own insecurities and not just like the way he's acting. Agreed. But like also, even if, you know, even the times where she's like, okay, he's texting me a lot, like he clearly wants to pursue this. Then it's like a whole different anxiety of like. Now I'm dating the boss and now I have a job because I'm with my boss yeah. and everybody's going to look at me as the boss's girlfriend and I don't want that. True. I get it from both sides. Like she's stuck. I do too. I do too. Definitely. I don't know. I, I guess I guess my thing is when they actually talk. So it, a few days go mm-hmm. by and then he's looking for her. He goes to her apartment. She's not there. But his sister, her sister's like oh, bing, bong bong. Yeah, please. He's looking for her. Yeah. 
And he says to Bingley, like, that he's looking for her. And then Bingley says, shall I locate her current whereabouts? And then Nate in his brain says, every employee has a tracking device so Bingley could find Rebecca easily. Yeah. What kind of company are you running, bro? Where you where all your employees have a tracking device that's just casually dropped and then it just moves so on. So it's not a tracking. No, it's not like a tracking device. It's that it literally says. Well, but I think what they mean is they have company cell phones and those company yes. cell phones have geolocation. They just do. But that he can track. But like, yeah, I don't. I think that there should be some sort of privacy clause in which the yeah, CEO I don't like that at can't all. Just like look and see where you are. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I hear like you. That the boss can find me by my cell phone. Ooh. Yeah, and so he's like, "No, I can't do that." Blah blah blah. So then he decides to just like go by his office after that, and mm-hmm. she's there in his private hockey office, like feather dustering everything, mm-hmm. like Lumiere's mm-hmm. girlfriend, like very, <laughs> very feather duster. Well, she is a feather duster. Fair. That's different. Fair. <laughs> Lumiere's girlfriend <laughs> was born a feather duster. So like. <laughs> When she feather dust, it's right. like a different mood. That's I just hear like you. her normal because mm-hmm. that is how that's she like was the born way she that way. Navigates the world. That's just Aaron. like she walks across the floor. She is feather she's dusting because <laughs> she is a feather dust. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I can't <laughs> don't mix up identity and hobbies it's just like, how she, she's made it is how okay. she is made okay. <laughs> she was born that way Aaron. and i swear to god <laughs> if any if any of you listener tweet at me or email me about how she was, was not <laughs> how she was not born a feather duster and it was an listener. enchantment i swear to god this is not the podcast for you That's right. all right go away this is not a smart bitch podcast. This is a dumb bitch podcast. We all right, know that it we was an enchantment. It's just she hilarious was born that, that she was born for that jokes. Way. <laughs> That's jokes. That's what jokes is. Those are all humors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not the 14th century kind of humors. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. So she's doing a desk. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I shouldn't be laughing so hard at my stupid medieval history medical joke. <laughs> I am you at Melody about what how to uh, what humors Don't are you talk to me about oh, how you, you should no. bleed out a humor. I know <laughs> if it was the 15th century, not the 14th century. That- I swear to God, I will punch you in your smart bitch face. <laughs> Regardless, that joke slaps. I think that's how that word is used. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. We got to wrap this up. We do. So she (laughs) feather dusts in his office. Then he does come into that office. He insists they have a chat. And she's like, okay, well. I just need you to know that it can't happen again, and and I just can't. I'm, oh, I can't believe I'm that girl. Like I'm, I'm the woman who sleeps with her boss, and mm-hmm. I can't be casual about this. And 
all this kind of stuff. And he's sitting there being like, okay, I'm not casual about it. Mm-hmm. Like, this wasn't a work scenario, you know, like, there were no benefits mm-hmm. from it. We weren't, like, technically at a work function. All the things. But he's not saying any of that because he, she has put up her stance and he's like, I I can't right. tell her what my opinion is on it because I'm yeah, not. Yeah, like, he's not going to argue his side because he doesn't want to harass her. Exactly. Like, he doesn't want to push her. Exactly. And so I liked this. It, this was one of those moments where I was like, it makes sense that he's not using his words mm-hmm. because he should not in this situation. Mm-hmm. She said she doesn't want to see him romantically anymore and he cannot say anything else. That's the correct thing to do. Mm-hmm. Then she runs out of the office and that's that. He says, my door mm-hmm. is always open to you. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. And then it's over. And I think that's where we're going to break for today. What? No. Really? We've got a whole half. Oh, we do have a whole half of a book. I really thought we were wrapping this up and this was like the end of the book. And then I just looked down and it's like 50. This is the hard middle of the book. (laughs) Firm middle. All right. So this is a surprise two parter. Are you surprised, listener? (laughs) Probably not. I am surprised. I I mean, I am too. Yeah. Yeah. This is supposed to be snippy snappy book. But we did laugh for 45 minutes about (laughs) 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 I'm not sorry. We did get really, really awkward about intent versus impact for a little bit. That happened for a little while. (laughs) I just think that that's that's an important thing to, you know, put out there. All right, Erin, do you have a lady love? You need two for today. (laughs) Wait, are we doing the next part now? This is podcast business. We'll talk about it later. What's your lady love? Okay. <laughs> um, why don't you go first with your lady Fabulous. love? Fabulous. I'll let you go first. Fabulous. Mine is a simple, but boy, does it make my heart sing. And that is homemade tahini dressing. Ooh, yes. Ooh, boy, a homemade tahini dressing is so good. Mm-hmm. There's one Middle Eastern place in town that like does a perfect tahini dressing and they always send this teeny tiny side of it with your order and it's Mm -hmm. wonderful and if i could just like ask them for a gallon of just their tahini dressing that would be great but i've never found another one that's just like perfect and so i've been making Mm -hmm. it myself lately and god it's just it just hits the spot every single time and there's something about that sesame and that lemon and that garlic and oof it's just so good so homemade tahini dressing is my lady love. You know what I love is a store-bought falafel. Oh! You don't have to know. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny, though? <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> well, I will say this. So, we were talking about peppering in some non-cloy Patreon content. Yeah. And I had been talking about our friend, world-famous romance author, uh, Sarah Whitney. Yeah. I had been talking to her about doing an X-Files Patreon for some time now. It just takes, like, a lot of prep. Yeah. And then today, after I watched Cloy for today, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start preparing for the X-Files romance episode. And I watched uh, two X-Fileses. And, you know, like, there are certain... Listen. If you... Listen. Hey. Hi. I know I already have your attention. I don't know why I'm stalling. All the TV shows in the world. All of them. They all have kind of like a rhythm, like a cadence. Sure. Like the familiar sounds of a new girl mm-hmm. or, you know, like a, of an office yes. or of a dateline or of a... Mm-hmm. They create an atmosphere, if you will. Yes. 
And sometimes just that cadence of a show can really calm down your stress. Yeah. Just like a, just like a little bit of like that Mark Snow music and just like a smidgen of like a, like Mulder, it's me really just, really just, just calmed me out today. And I feel like, you know, even if it's, even if your show is like not like a fun subject matter, like one of those shows that's like deep in your brain and the cadences. Totally. Might help calm you down, just putting it out there. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, you can find us on all the places. Come follow us. We're very fun. Instagram is at heaving bosoms. It's hard, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Twitter, isn't it? Twitter is at heaving underscore bosoms. We're on the Facebook. We have a page and a group. The group is the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. Um, you can find all of those things via our super fabulous website, heavingbosoms.com. Website. It, you will find so much there. And the merch is there. God. The Heaving Bosoms Reading Embrace, the Patreon, which has hundreds of episodes of bonus content at this point. I'm sure that's a true statement, right? Hundreds. Is that correct? Um, over a hundred. Yeah. Over a hundred. Yeah. So much bonuses. Yeah. And so many things that you can find. Yeah. It's, gr- it's great stuff. It's good stuff. Good stuff. So good, great stuff. I didn't mean to correct your great with a good. Yeah, it's just I said good really at the same time. You said great. That for yeah, no I wasn't trying to. Amazing stuff, actually. <laughs> More. So go check that out. Oh, and the reading embrace is there too. Yes. So keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love just being what you're bored as. Being, no. Just being able to dance and feather dust at the same, <laughs> the same time because that's what your feet are. We can sing, you know. We can dance. Look, my floor is so clean. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.